everybody. I'm Chad Eckert, and this is the Ownership Projection Show. I'll do each Wednesday. What's up, Tony? I got my guy Tony here. The, hey, new, the Goofy Noofy on Twitter. He is a man who plays in the Minimax 150 entry contest. Uh, we're going to discuss ownership this morning. We do that on Wednesdays. We go through the price ranges, and we calculate. We use our friends at Fantasy National, our friends at Fanshare Sports, and my beer gut brain. And we calculate it. We average it together. We mix it all up and re regurgitate that. But if you don't want to listen to this, waste your time on this, you can go to the Discord channel. The link is in the description of the YouTube video. And you can get access to the spreadsheet. Make your own calculations. Speculate yourself. Tony and I, before we went live, we were wondering who would be the chalk of the week. It's forming on a few names, but we're, you know, we're confused, so we're going to talk about it. I'll bring in the DraftKings board. It's the uh, John Deere Classic. This is the Ownership Projection Show, where Webb Simpson is at the tippity-tip-top, but he's only $10,600, so that, my friends, is your chalk of the week, Webb Simpson. Tony, are you surprised to see Webb Simpson gaining almost 20% ownership? No, it's. I think it's actually going to probably be a little higher than that by the time... We flip over our lineups there. Is the the of all the guys above ten thousand, he would be the one that you would click on. Like these other Jason Day, Tigala, Hadwin. These are guys you usually get for yeah, I know. 8, yeah, thousand. So, yeah, at least Webb is weird... priced where he is, so I, I can see. Your dog being... is complaining about the John Deere field. If you can hear, uh, oh, big time. <laughs> he hates it. He's all about the underdogs, though. <laughs> so yeah. We're a pro dog podcast. Uh, I did on the spreadsheet combine the nine and the eight or the nine and the ten k range because we've only got a total of uh, what is it eight names. So, I mean, it's a weird week because they didn't they want you to play, so they give us softer pricing, which then leads to names forming chalk. I think, especially in the ten k and above range, because you can use these names, and three of them are the are over twenty percent. Web Simpson. I do wonder at- if Burger put a oh. wrench in this as well right like burger probably would have been 11 totally. or 11.2 or something and now yeah. we've started another tier down yeah oh, okay i get that yeah so that's probably true is that burger was originally slated in at 11.1 or oh, above something 11,000 like and then mm. there's a couple other guys that withdrew that were good but at the same time web adam and figala the top names are the most owned Jason Day is the 10K and above range pivot. We talked about why. And then you got names in the 9K range that are still wanted. Not totally, though. Denny McCarthy and Maverick McNeely, they're 16%. So where do they fall overall? They fall 9th and 10th overall. Yeah, it's average in this field, I think. Yeah, so I don't know. There's one 7K name. There's a couple 8K names that you might want to avoid. Or there's maybe two 7K names. Um what are you going to do with the 9K range? Are you going to eat the 16% McCarthy McNeely? Or are you going to pivot to the Charles or the Christian? And you're going with the ch- names that are lower owned. you going with CH3 or Bezadenhut? If I was betting the house this week, Chad, it would be on Charlie Three Stick. Really? Oh, Holy yeah. Cow. I, I love him this week. I don't know. He's just okay. popped in everything that I've done. Everything that I've looked at, he's hmm. popped. He would, he's my favorite outright bet. He's my favorite place to start on DraftKings. Well, good for you years. because you're getting him at a discount on ownership. You're getting Charles Howell at 12.2%. The name, though, overall, besides Jason Day, is Bezadenhut. And at $9,100, yeah. you're saving the money. 
is that the pivot in the 9K and above range that you could just go with? Because nobody knows who he is. And he's good at golf. Seabass. We like his story, too. Seabass is great. I, like, yeah. I don't think – I don't know if I'm – I'm personally not playing Denny McCarthy at almost 10,000. Just oh. He's been playing great, but I can't, I can't get there. He's – I don't know. It, it pains me to click 9.9K for Denny McCarthy. Right. Well, I'm ignoring the 9-9. I'm just thinking in my head, uh, I've used this name now. I used him last week. I ate the chalk with him last week. It was horrible. And then I've used him a bunch during the season. I'm on the Joe Idoni bandwagon of digging in the Denny dirt. So I'm excited that he's 9-9 and he's not chalk. And it is a course that fits a Denny McCarthy game. So I'm okay with Denny it McCarthy. Does. You know, it's one of those courses, I think, that you can get hot with the putter. We saw Dylan Fertelli win here, and he's not a very good golfer, but it's because of the putter. And mm-hmm. Denny McCarthy can rely on the putter. So can Maverick McNeely. So Agreed. I'm okay with starting the McMick train. I tried this last week at a harder field, and it was a bad idea, and now we're back. Why don't we just do it again, run it back? So I'm going to try a Denny and a uh, like Maverick. It. However, though, uh, Tony – my friend and I, Eric Darbo, you saw that pod that we did yesterday did. making lineups because there's ways to make lineups that you can be drawing dead on arrival. And we discussed ways that you can make better lineups that give you a better chance of taking down a GPP. We're not cash game kings. We're not minning, min cashing. We're not. That's not our goal. Our goal ultimately is to win a GPP. So you need the names like Christian Bizet and you need to fall in love with this Charles Howell guy. And that's really helpful for you that he's not the chalk. So that makes it easy for when you make 150 lineups, CH3. That means I might have a mistake. I have to go back and look. <laughs> when I like him that much and he's like fairly low. Yeah, something's wrong. But that's okay because this is the and... weird, this weird field. Right. It's a weird tournament, weird time of year. We got the Portland thing uh, eating up a lot of people's energy and thoughts and time. And we're going to talk about that tonight, actually. I'm going to do a names and reasons pod for the live tournament. <laughs> you can join us at like 830 around. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's do this. Let's scroll down to the 8K range. We're on YouTube, but we'll be on iTunes. We always are. We're here for you every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, all the time on Twitter. We're helping you try to make better lineups. And we're doing that by looking at the ownership in the 8K range. And it is forming um, ooh, one, two, three, four. Four names are in the top eight. They come with ownership about 16, 17%, almost 18% for a guy named Patrick Rogers. $8,800. P Raj. You interested in eating some P Raj chalk? I like Patrick Rogers on harder courses generally. He's like okay. cheap Patrick Reed. So for me, okay. I, I mean, I did play him a little bit. He, he popped in my mm-hmm. model a little bit, but he's not, wouldn't be my favorite play in this range. I like Adam Long a lot here. Okay. I'm a big well, fan. Yeah, Adam Long did not make as well. The, he didn't. Adam Long is not in the top eight. The other names that are wanted are eight seven Nick Hardy. That's the new flavor of the week. Yeah, people are interested in clicking that at chalk seventeen and a half percent. Cameron Davis, a name that I know loves the Midwest, loves bent grass. He's eighty four hundred. It's a great price. He's at sixteen point seven percent. I could, I could see you just doing that, making that mm-hmm. one of the names you eat in terms of. Um, where you're just you got to eat chalk somewhere you do. sometimes. So if Cameron Davis is the one you're going to eat, he's only sixteen point seven. Scott Stallings is eight nine. He's he's playing better. Uh, Fanshare Sports has him higher than I do, and Fantasy National has him in the middle of the range. So we're looking at almost seventeen percent for Scott uh, Stallings. He's absolutely yoked too. Like 
he's What's got to be one of the. I don't know. He's well, you know he got right suspended now. for steroids a few years ago. Yeah, <laughs> he's like but he's back playing decent golf. He's he decently is. recently. Um, we'll make nine. Uh, we'll make the narrative lineups here shortly, and maybe he'll be a part of the decently recently lineup. Um, Adam Long, Brendan Todd. I tried Todd last week. He was disappointing, so I'm not going to go to $8,500 Todd. There are names Andrew though in the AK range. Well. Dude, the AK range is chalk filled with names. We've got nine names here, or something like that. Uh, CT Pan and oh no, there's eleven names. And Cameron Champ are the pivots. Or you can go back to Lucas Glover, last year's winner of this tournament. Eighty-three hundred dollars is the price of a roster spot, and you can take Lucas Glover at about eleven percent. But are we doing this pivot in the AK range? Because that's kind of how you win those. Mini max GPPs is you pivot off of the chalk and the AK range and you use CT Pan at eight yeah. percent or Cameron Champ at five and a half percent. Champ, the lowest price and the lowest ownership. What is this? Not because it. Wait, didn't he win the three M Open? Hasn't he done well in the Midwest? Where are we? Where is We're in place? Iowa. This is Iowa, Iowa, isn't it? Or Illinois? At the Midwest, bud. It's the Quad know. Cities. My dad is actually from. <laughs> Davenport, one of the quad cities. So I'm aware I've been there. I've driven across the river a bunch of times, hung around this area. I know it's just the same as Minnesota. Cameron Champ can show up out of nowhere. We've seen that happen. But is it a bomber-friendly course? Do we worry that Champ can't take advantage of what his game usually provides him, which is driving distance? Is that something? Why is he he only 5.5%? I think you and Darbo made an excellent point here yesterday when you were saying to kind of close your eyes and just mix and match these guys. Like they're all going to be pretty good plays, as you can tell. The ownership is hitting double digits on most of this range, or pretty close to it, anyway. Yeah. So I think I think your your best bet is to not as to pick maybe a couple of guys you don't like and get them out of your pool, and then just kind of mix and match here, and make and make your pivots elsewhere, because this does look like the range where you want to attack and it also looks like the range that people are attacking but they're attacking like nick hardy they're chasing some posting yeah. uh last week results we're interested in like against stallings i'm not a big fan of T- typically like no. every time i use stallings he burns me so i'm okay with using ct pan i think this is kind of a pan type of a course mm-hmm. where you can plot it around zach johnson dominated around here and he's kind of ct pan junior or senior so would you be okay with using the initial ct pan jt poston or are you thinking poston is going to be too popular because where do we have poston at poston's uh i guess he's only 12 maybe 12 or so yeah i like them both i I mean i'm a panimal at heart i always play okay he he just pops sometimes and he's always lower lower owned than he should be is he a part of your player pool for the 150 lineups you're making you make 150 lines how many names do you use when you make 150 lineups this week we have like thirty. I have yeah, thirty-three. But okay. I have five or six guys, like two percent or below, kind of thing. So, so all you're doing is you're sprinkling your last few. Your last is it typically you sprinkle the six K range? Generally speaking, I have about ten guys in the six K range between two to five percent or so. Okay, but so that's just, kind of what I don't Darbo and I talk about. It's yeah, because it really I always does set a rule. It. Yeah. But I only want max two. It doesn't matter who it is. You got to have one. Nah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the make... max is about to fill up. If you're seeing this on DraftKings, it's uh, if you're into playing 150 lineups. If you don't know how, when was the pod we did that last week? 
was it last week? I believe two weeks ago. Oh yeah, that's right. I tried to get you to do this last week. We were busy, but either way, uh, making 150 lineups is a lot easier than you think using the generator from Fantasy National. So you could try that out, or you could use any of the websites that have those types of tools, um, and then you could pop yourself in here. You could win, uh, like our guy who won last week. Um, Boston Stro- Capper was it? Boston Capper won, and then uh, Guru Nick won. I yeah. guess Darbo told me. Darbo's buddy, yeah. Um, either way, we're talking about the ownership, and now we've reached the 7K range. We're kind of, it's important. I think it's more important to know the ownership in the 7K range mm-hmm. than it is to know it in the 8, in the 9, and the 10, because those names are better. You click who you want, don't have FOMO, don't get cute. You may, though, want to get cute if you make 150 lineups and you're going against 59,453 entries. You got to get different, and you can't eat the chalk in the 7K range, and the chalk is forming on, ooh. There's five names above 10K, but one is emerged as the chalk of the 7K range. In fact, Adam Svensson, where's he ranked? Fourth overall. Ooh. So you can't use Svensson. Canadian. Sorry. I know you're a Canadian. Or, or no, what are you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Are you about to look at a map? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, where buddy, I'm Canadian. I'm in Newfoundland, far east coast of Canada. So you're on the east side of Canada, and are you a friend of Adam Svensson? I mean, I'm always a fan of Adam Svensson, but I don't know. This week, we'll see if he hits. If this looks like it's going to stay like 15 percent or whatever, I'm probably not going to go there. Dude, He's it's not an my 18 favorite and play a half. in this range. Oh 18. wow, I don't, I don't have it that high. Oh wait, no. Do I? No. I, I'm about 12, but I could. I mean, if you put him in the middle, that's a big number. Probably not for me this week. I do generally like him, and he's been playing great. So it's going to be hard for me to cross him off, but I probably will at this ownership. Favorite play in this range for me is is Doug the Gim Reaper. Oh, okay. Love well, you Doug can get him there. at 7%. So you got $7,600 Doug Gim on your radar? Why did you why'd you put him on your radar? Love Doug He's just a great ball striker, and this is, could be a place where he could just ball strike his way around, put everything to seven feet, run away with this thing. It's going to happen soon. I really do. I know he's Pat Mayo's boy. He loves him. It's, it's going to happen soon. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Okay, so pivot off Svensson. You save 100 bucks to go to Gim. Who else do you need to pivot off in the 7K range? You may need to pivot off of Mayo's boy, John. Huh? Johnny, huh? question marks, is <laughs> reaching 14 and a half. Oh, my gosh. He's the second most owned name. So you have the Adams, Svensson, and Shank. And then you have John. Huh? There are 14% or more. What about Shez Reevy? He's back to being popular because he had one good showing. Or is he good again? I mean, I guess he's fine. And this is kind of the Zach Johnson mold. This is a good track you got to think for him. Right. So this is his one time to shine. 7,900. Do you do that? Even if it's chalk? My God. I'm not doing chalk, Ches brother. You can't do chalk. I can't. John Deere Classic. The The one thing I have to mention is this this week is basically a write-off for content. There's nobody doing anything meaningful. So what I would (laughs) recommend is to just – kind of pivot off of what everybody's doing i mean it's it's canada day up here it's fourth of july down there like yeah. nobody's paying a lot of attention to this tournament the field sucks so like this is your opportunity to kind of get different like that's your one like this is going to be a garbage tournament somebody well, wears we, probably we, you know in. tony it happens every week though a guy like spencer huh they show up they do fine they do in the top 10 or 
top five, and they're there. They're around. Like a, Patrick Rogers could flirt with the top of the leaderboard, but does that mean you need him in your 150 max GPP to win it? I don't think it does. I think ultimately a chalk can hit, but if you you may or may not need him, certainly you, it may help you, it may not. This is a little bit of the game theory situation. I think those weeks that you see weirdness and you see non-content weeks, we've been told by the Tambos of the world to just go all in on those weeks. I didn't have a lot of money in my DraftKings account. I'm not going to lie. I've wasted a lot. I haven't won anything for weeks. But typically, like a week like this, I'm like, man, I'm not going to play. And I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to skip it. I'm going to play $1 in my own league. or you know, And then then those are the weeks that you usually see the – those sharp players, the ones that know a lot, they win because they do actually play more on these types of weeks. These are my favorite tournaments. I'd rather play this than a than a major, to be honest with you. Because DraftKings Tony, purposes, the seventy three hundred dollar Chris Goderup is ten percent owned. <laughs> again, we're doing this again. AWOL kid's gonna be mad. He's gonna be mad. You can't be chirping for, him. Why That's is boy? Well, I don't care, but I'm not playing a 10% on <laughs> I'm not doing it either. <laughs> you fucking How about serious? one up from Pendrith, another Canadian? Well, and another then Pendrith's Canadian been like hurt. Has Pendrith been hurt? Is he the one that hasn't played? He has. Yeah. He has. But he has been back. He's played a couple of tournaments since mm. and is, is looking pretty good. But he's, he's not chalky. You he's get a lot of coverage on these guys up here. So we've been seeing a good bit I of suppose you do. And, and Svensson, Nick Taylor. The Mark Hubbard, David Lipsky, Martin Laird, Nate Lashley, Austin Smotherman, your guy Doug Gim, Kevin Streelman, Patton Kazire, they're six percent on or more. The the pivots though, oh oh my gosh, the least owned name is a guy I actually am using this week in my player pool for my 150 lineups. The least owned name is at seven thousand bucks. It usually is most of the seventy one and seven thousand dollar names are not wanted. It's just the way it goes every week. Michael. Thompson, anything? Ooh. You got any love from Michael Thompson, the bearded man? Is he still bearded? I don't know. I haven't oh, seen either. Michael Thompson in quite That's a while. Soft spot in my heart, and if you can get him at one point four percent, there you go. You can get Charlie Hoffman at one point eight percent. Taylor Moore, Brendan Wu, Stephen Yeager, Matthias Schwab. These are all very good names to click this week. No joke. Normally, I'm like, Ew, click it with some hesitation but you do want to try to win don't you and then it's ugly but this is how it, how it works this week i'm like fuck yeah let's go i like thompson Channel. i like jaeger and schwab because nobody knows who those names are and they're actually pretty good and they birdie a lot so i'm into those names are you into the schwabs or the jaegers or these euro guys that, like matt wallace is playing better golf he's down here andrew putnam i like him yeah. i do as well like this is we were talking about earlier where we were eating a lot of chocolate the ak range Mm-hmm. I think this is this is the place where we pivot. You just yeah, don't take to, the names at the top. Don't take the Adam Svensson. You do like Adam Svensson's form and his recent uh, finishes. Great. Let's let everyone take him at seventeen percent, and let's let Adam Svensson finish top twenty. Fine. Yeah. But do you fucking need that? No. Don't do it. And you could actually. It's the easiest way to knock out ten percent if Adam Svensson eventually he's coming back to the mean here, yeah. and he's going to miss a cut sooner or later, and then you're knocking out ten percent of the field right there. Just with and, a quick fit. You know, more likely than not, a guy like Adam Svensson is going to be fine. Like we said, this is what happens. But he, he'll be thir- top 30 or top 40, whatever. He'll have a good finish, and it won't matter. You can click him or not. doesn't matter. The pivots are more important than anything. So just try out a Schwab or a Jaeger or a Thompson, Taylor Moore, Hoffman, 
I'm into the woo. You know, I don't know though. He's been really weird. Like he has really good rounds, but then has follows up with horrible rounds for Brandon Wu. You a big woo guy? Woo woo woo, Brandon Wu. What's he been up to lately? Hang on, let me have a click. He's okay. I mean, he had a couple. Just he had a really good finish at the Mexico Open. He was tied yeah, for second, okay. and yeah, cut, what about def- the? You know, you go back to a winner. So sometimes you just default to someone who's won the tournament. He shows up and he's got good vibes. Yeah. What about a uh, Dylan Fratelli at seventy six hundred dollars? That's you know two percent owned. I don't. I, I'm not a huge course history guy. Like, I know you guys talked a lot about that on your show last night, where Darbo has a bucket where he he really considers course history. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm more of a, I would say I put a lot of courses into buckets where mm-hmm. like, okay, this is a kind of course we were talking about earlier. Like this is a Ches Reeby kind of course, or mm-hmm. this is a Bubba track, or mm-hmm. it's more about like the style of golf you need to be successful. I just think the sample size is, is too small for most of these guys at any given okay. course. I mean, even if they played it four times, you're talking, you know, 16 rounds maximum. That's pretty small. Well, and especially this course where we had a year off at one point, so they didn't even have a course history for the 2020 season mm-hmm. or 2021. I can't remember. What, but either way, let's go to the 6K range because we got to talk about who's chalk in the 6K range because you definitely need to avoid those names in the GPPs to win. Do you? Or does it even matter? Because there are only five how jockey we're talking. Yeah, 5%, yeah, 5% is, is irrelevant. Lee, Lee Hodges is one yeah, of the most I got popular. Lee Hodges and Hayden Buckley. Yep, and then Vaughn Taylor and Joseph Bramlett. Are those names popping for you? Love Bram Goat. I mean, I clicked them, thought of Cecil right away. <laughs> rest in peace, well, Cecil, wherever you are, buddy. <laughs> yeah, rest, rest in peace, Cecil. I don't know. It's been a while. Uh, Joseph Bramlett is only at 3.4%, so this is not – nothing is forming chalk in the 6K range. And so playing well. And I'm okay with Lee Hodges, too. At $6,900, you're going to pay – the top of the range there but whatever he's playing good golf 5.7 percent is not chalk it's not really something to i mean i guess it's relative but i'd rather play yeah. lee hodges than yvonne taylor i'm not as confident because lee hodges at least for me doing the narratives i did a ho 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 lineup one week and i did not use hodges i used <laughs> somebody else and if had i used it was weird i said i said i had to use hodges and <laughs> spent less money i would have had a better lineup it was weird so i've been i'm like tilting <laughs> lee hodges because of that we got to get you Either in the way, stream. What about Chase Seifert? Chase Seifert. Or Seifert? I am. Kevin. I am. Yeah. Who's okay. my Kevin Chapel. My favorites would be Bramlett. I loved, I used Seifert a good bit. Mm-hmm. Robert Streb and mm-hmm. Vince Whaley would be the, the big mm-hmm. four. Okay. But I did, like uh, I said, I have three, four, five percent of a dozen guys down here. I guess I didn't really look at who I I could tell you who I starred so far. I mean, I'm I haven't even made lineups. I haven't made my narratives. I haven't did the I haven't even done the house bet. I'm a little bit slack in here. Ooh, no, we're a bit about, early, Chad. To be honest, we always get like a, another ownership update in about three hours on all these true, sites, and true. then you should all. That's when you almost should be making your final touches when because that's yeah, your that's, most accurate information, right? That's the problem, though, is that. But, you know, I like to get it over with and just be done with it. Um, actually, <laughs> what's fun is that I've seen Austin Cook have a couple good rounds. One time I did a uh, – on our Thursday pod, we talked about going low and, like, guys who can go low during a showdown round. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, JT can go low. And he's like, 
and Josh said, oh, anybody can go low on tour. I'm like, JT or Austin Cook, who's going to go low? Like, more often. Come on, give me a break. And then the next day, no joke, Austin Cook had like a 65. And yeah, he, should, he like, gained like two strokes potting or something. Yeah, he that was Canadian Open, I think. So I was like, gosh, dude, huh? But now, since then, I've kind of put my eye on Austin Cook because what we know about Austin Cook, did he win? I think he won like two, three years ago. And then he just you know, had a kid, had a life, kind of died off and had a little cookie. Uh, I think he called it his little cookie or something. And I, I thought cookie that monster. was cute. And I was, yeah. Cookie monster. Yeah, his little baby. I like it. And then he's finally – what we, we no, um, if you've seen Austin Cook on Twitter or any of these places where they show an interview with him or something, like they just showed him doing that putt with the trailer or with the uh, big machine, the John Deere machine. He did a putt, you know. Oh, yeah. And he's smiling. He's cute. And I like his attitude. I like his personality. I'm into who Austin Cook is as a person. And I wish him well. And he's $6,500 and he's not wanted. So this is great. This is what you do. You fall in love with <laughs> random shit like that. Oh, Snedeker. Okay, so last year I started the narratives here. I've been doing the narratives for a year now. And uh, last year's best lineup actually was historically good names. Because in that list of names, I had Glover and I had other names. So I don't know why I did that, or I don't know if I knew Glover would be good. But I think that's the same mentality for a Brent Snedeker who shows up to an easy course like this and is in this field. And he's, you know, historically better than the names in the $6,900 range around him. So you can kind of maybe fall in love with like a Rory Sabatini, a Bill Haas. They're not bad or good or whatever they're indifferent but can they show up and be zach johnson and can they show up and feel like oh my gosh i can compete with the 25 year olds now at this tpc deer run so i'm okay with you falling in love with the brant seneker the rory sabatini the random even brian stewart like these names have been around william mcgirt dirt mcgirt i don't know is that stupid to think that no, man. Like, it's just like we've been said it like three times or how I think it's just a matter. Like, don't fall in love with anybody. I think Darbo brought that up yesterday as well. Like, this is this is the range to just pick names out of a hat when you use the blood to go to another one. Like, All right. Last, the end of the pod each week, uh, I will share the screen. I'll zoom in and tell you the top 10 most owned names of the week. And that includes number one overall. The top price guy, Webb Simpson, he's coming in at 25.9%. That's a lot. That's heavy ownership. It's the top names that are the most owned. Adam Hadwin is number two, and Fahit Tagala is number three. And then you have the 7K name, Adam Svensson. He is at number four. He's at 18.5%. Rogers, 18%. Nick Hardy, almost 18%. Cameron Davis, almost 18%. Then you got... Scott Stallings is eighth most owned of the week. What? That's that's ugly. And that's what are what we doing? Were. That's sad. There's right? still an I edge can... in DFS, Chad. There's still now, an edge in now, DFS. Could Scott Stallings come in and be perfectly fine? Sure. But how sure. long have you been doing this? And I've been doing this. And if you rely on a guy like Scott Stallings, you're going to get Denny McCarthy like we did last mm-hmm. week. So I don't know. There's Denny McCarthy though in the ninth spot. He is ninety nine hundred dollars. He's sixteen point six percent. We've got a rapid difference here between the three of us yeah. so we'll see how that happens we'll see the ownership get changed as things happen and depends on the contest you're in we discuss that every week maverick mcneely rounds out the top 10 and for good measure john huh is 11th are we happy 
It is what it is. It's, it's, I mean, there's no, there's no happiness in this field. Just kind of figure out who you like and, and go for it. I don't think yeah. there's any one play. No one's going to, I wouldn't be surprised if anybody won this tournament, to be honest. Like I put some outrights out there and I've got guys from, I started at my card with 35 to one Charles Howell, which is disgusting, but I did. Yeah. And I've got guys right up to like 250 to one because who knows at this tournament, like anybody could win. Yeah. Lucas Glover won last year. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Have fun. Join us tomorrow night. We're going to do a strokes gain statistics podcast with um, the math nerd, Eric Darbo, and another math guy, uh, Josh Bennett. And then uh, I don't know if Martins will show up, so we may need you to show up and hang out with us. Talk some I'm stats. in, buddy. Because that sounds we like know right up my stats, alley. Stats in golf are a little bit different than other sports. So we're going to discuss the pros and cons of using stats to handicap. I don't even know how strokes gained are calculated. Typically, I'm just making it up as I go along. So Darbo has a podcast that he did that explains that. So we'll probably get into more or less the general stuff that goes into stats. Join us tomorrow night doing that and follow us on Twitter. He's at the Goofy Noofy. I'm at Edina Realchi, and uh, we're having fun. Like, subscribe, do all that. <laughs> uh, have fun. We're not experts. <laughs> Oh, sign up for Thrive, and they've got contests every week. Thrive, using the promo code FGP, will get you 100% match up to 100 bucks on your first deposit. That's a fun Even one. Even Chad's making mega profits. So, so yeah, go for it. I yeah, still haven't right. tried go to cash it. out. I should probably try to cash out because I'm told that it's hard to. Oh. Someone tweeted at me that they couldn't get their 25 grand out of there. I'm like, oh, <sighs> I don't know. But we'll see. Anyway, good man. <laughs> Thanks for watching. All right, buddy. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs>